A special show today, a very special show, an extended interview today with Colombian pop star Allie Stone. It's Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, and I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. This show is pre-recorded, so don't call in, but you can email questions for our guest at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will forward them to her. But first, I want to welcome our listeners on Blog Talk Radio, the cyberstation.com network, that's the cyberstationusa.com network, and all their radio affiliates who will be hearing us later tonight, and the Artistic Echoes Network in the UK, and everyone listening on Stitcher and iTunes. If you have questions or comments for our guests, email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast or in England, you can still email your questions for our guests, and we will forward your questions to them so they can reply directly to you. Well, let me introduce our guests before we go to the interview. In 2016, Allie Stone was named by Billboard as one of the six artists to watch, the only woman on the list, and she was only 22 years old. Well, Billboard was right. In addition to her arena live shows and recordings, she became one of the youngest composers for film in the world, producing the full soundtrack of the filler Dementale and a remix of the official soundtrack for the Disney film Monsters University, chosen from more than 2,000 participants. Plus, she's become the only Colombian spokesperson for the international campaign Women Working for Women. She just released her new single, Follow Me, and we're going to play it today, after Latin and Central American tours where she DJed and played for arena crowds. Now in L.A., she's writing, producing, and engineering songs for artists such as Alan Walker and Prince Royce. She's a very, very busy woman, but she took time to sit down with Music Friday Live last week in the iconic Civic Center Studios in downtown Los Angeles for a video interview. And we're going to play a portion of the audio interview with the soundtracks from her album and her new song. And again, this is pre-recorded interview, so don't call in. And also, let me just say that the hum that you hear in the background, particularly in the last few minutes, is an air conditioner that we were not able to shut off and we were not able to uh, remove from the recording because it was too close to her voice and we might lose her voice. Also, you might want to turn up the volume a little bit as she does have a soft voice in this conversation. So here is Allie Stone. Allie, welcome to Music Friday Live. We are really excited to talk with you today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you. I should tell our listeners that we're now sitting at the Civic Center Studios soundstage in Los Angeles, and this interview is also being videoed, and an edited version is going to be posted on our YouTube channel. Allie, first of all, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. I know you're a busy girl. <laughs> Your music is really high-energy electronic pop, but you put feeling into it. You manage to weave meaning and thought into the notes and samples and sounds. Does your classic musical training have anything to do with that, the way you can extend notes and infuse them with emotion? Totally. I feel that the education I had in classical music really put that kind of like feeling and emotion into translating what I feel into sounds basically since I began that when I was four 
And then also when I began studying guitar, I was around seven and I went onto the blues, jazz, metal, rock, so it really gave me like the hardcore feelings that I also infuse in my songs. So I get, like I think like really getting like that background in music really made me move my emotions into something like higher and to really portray like what I'm feeling into my own music. Well, I want to uh, play for our listeners a, a little bit of that, but I want to play one of the songs that really demonstrates what I mean. This is Intupial, uh, which I believe in English means on your skin. Yes. You know... kind of intriguing too. Yeah. The chains and the bars and the cell and you and glitter and taking control. Exactly. Uh, where did that imagery come from? Uh, in fact, where did the whole idea come from? Well, actually the song, the meaning of the song is about treason and when somebody cheats on you basically. So that's why it's so like a hard feeling demonstrated not only in the vocals, in the music, but also in the video. And that's why I also had this idea of the video with the chains and like being in a cage and like in the end the song talks about like when you are able to set yourself free from that treason and like go ahead with your life so like when I go ahead with my life I'm, el I'm able to go outside of the cage and instead I put the man that betrayed me inside the cage so it's like now I'm gonna put on your skin the scars you, you left on me so that's basically like the, the main message of the song so that's a, a real thing, that, that yeah. there actually is a man who was foolish enough yeah. to betray you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it happened, like, I think, like, three years ago. Yeah, and he was such a dumb boy, but anyways, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that, to me, is the essence of stupidity, anybody that would do that. Uh, you know, and looking at your, your videos and your Instagram feed and all your Facebook photos, a lot of things kind of pop out. One uh -huh. thing that really pops out is you've got an eye for costumes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you design your own costumes? Well, I actually have my own designer back in Colombia. His name is William Pinson, and he has his fashion brand, Mainstream Finch, which is like really into that kind of metallic clothing and like kind of like superheroing clothing. Because I, I really, like when I began performing, I always had in mind like this idea of superheroes. I always I have been a huge comic book fan since I was little, 
And I always remember that like when I played music when I was little and still when I do like I feel a superpower is like it, it awakens me basically and it's like what it transforms me like on stage and like makes me this superhero I'm always wanted to be. So um that's why I decided like to implement like this kind of like clothing that is like very specific and I always have like the the ideas of what I want to wear and I just like communicate the ideas to this designer and we work together to bring those crazy like imageries we have <laughs> into something real. Well they work really well. Oh right? thank you so much. In fact later on we, we got some emails <coughs> uh -huh. this week from your fans uh -huh. and they got some questions about that. Awesome. We're gonna get to those, okay? Awesome. Um, do you feel for your persona on stage, you have a feeling of, of who you are, how people see you, um, or is the the Ali Jones that I see on stage the Ali Jones who's just you? I mean, uh, the Ali Stone that I see on stage is just the Ali Stone that's just you. I, I feel it's just me, basically. Like this is like I'm super transparent, like of who I am. Like what I was referring to, basically, like with the superheroing stuff, is that maybe like when I'm on stage. I feel like kind of like more confident and it's like I feel like in my own skin like performing and like making music but in the end like I'm super real and I'm not trying like to put on a mask and like show people like this is the artist but then like this is the not artist person like I'm the same like anyway like even if yeah my full name is Alicia Maria but like I'm still Alicia Maria like anywhere so and I try to keep it that way because it's also like about like being grounded and I feel like when artists lose themselves and let like their ego fly away it's like when they have like this kind of like differentiation between like the artist persona and like the real persona but i always like my dream is to always keep it like super real and like to show people this is who i am and this is who i want to be you know you mentioned confidence uh -huh. and uh, um, and you performed in front of huge crowds yeah. um, Stephen Stills once told me that when he walked out on stage as part of Crosby, Stills and Nash and there were 50,000 people out there, uh -huh. it terrified him. Uh -huh. And he was terrified until they actually started singing. I get the feeling in watching you that you're not terrified, uh -huh. right? That you're in control, you're excited, you really want to go out there. Is, is that right? That you're no fear? Yeah. I actually, I think there's always like this kind of fear, but it's like a positive fear. Like it's I don't know, like this excitement that because it's kind of like you're going to show your whole soul to the people. So, like I feel like in any situation when you're going to be like super transparent and show people like this is what I live for, this is my passion. Like you have some kind of fear because it's like something so personal to you. But also like in the end, like it's so exciting like to see like I'm having this opportunity of communicating and connecting to people like what my real passion is. And then when you see like the people cheering and like singing with you, that really lifts you up. And that's when I feel like the confidence boosts like in you. And yeah, then like when even like when I see myself like performing, it's like oh wow, like I look like so happy like doing it. So I feel like always like there's yeah this nervous feeling like like excitement, but it's also like very positive because it's kind of like the energy that pumps you like to make a great performance and not to go play there and like that's it. Huh? Well, it seems to work. You do great oh, performances. You. It, you. Your confidence has done something else, too. You're an icon for women. Oh, uh, you. You've excelled in a man's field in Latin America, which mm -hmm. is not easy. 
you were the only woman on the 2016 Billboard list of people to watch, uh -huh. and you've often it's often been said that you represent Latinas worldwide. Uh -huh. Does that responsibility intimidate you a little bit? Well, I feel I feel like it's not so much intimidated, but it's like kind of like proud of knowing that I have kind of like this responsibility in me because I've always taken like female power and like that Latin representation like super seriously, especially yeah, because you mentioned like in this industry and especially in the scene that I work with DJs, producers, engineers, like there's so little representation of women. But whenever I can like bring the power of women in this, like I feel happy and I feel like kind of like that's my duty, like beyond making the music, like to also have a purpose, like a social purpose and being like a representation of that female power and like Latin power is one of those purposes I have in mind. So um, yeah, I feel like it's something that really like pulls like my heart, like fills my heart and like makes me like super proud to be and I hope I can continue like being a role model, especially like for girls that want like to perform in the industry or that want to chase their dreams in the end. Like I feel that's kind of like what you want to inspire in others, like to aspire to inspire other people. Well, you've got some songs that do that, and I want to play one of them now, a song that really exudes that confidence. This is Follow Me, which I believe was released this June. Uh -huh. being a Colombian woman. Uh -huh. uh, in my experience, including having a female a business partner from Colombia, that Colombian women are kind of stand out among Latinas. Uh -huh. uh, they're really independent, uh -huh. sometimes they can be really stubborn, uh -huh. and they're always really determined. Uh -huh. is, is that true? Does that describe you? Yeah, I think we're, we're all like very determined, like we know what, what we want, so maybe like that kind of translates in some stubbornness, but it's like not like the bad side of being stubborn. And I feel like it's also being like passionate, like about what you want to do. And like, yeah, I feel like we are like very persistent, determined, um, like very resilient, like about what we love. So like we will do anything like to fight for it. And I feel, yeah, like basically speaking like for all women and but especially Latin women and Colombian women, like we have like that kind of like feel like a bigger fire like in us that is like pushing boundaries so yeah I feel like it's kind of a nice description the one that, that you mentioned. 
Well, I noticed that you were involved in a uh, an art exhibition in Mexico uh -huh. City called Empowering Women. Yes. Can you tell us about it and what your role was? Sure. Yeah, it, it was a campaign. Uh, it called Empowering Women and Women Working for Women, which portrayed eight women in the like in different jobs that were basically representing like that female power in in jobs that have been like associated basically with men. So there was, for example, a pilot, there was a skateboarder, there was um, a tattoo artist, there was a metal guitarist, and I was representing the DJs and music producers in there. And they had like this huge painting like all over the city of Mexico. Then they had it also like in Spain and in Italy, but of like the face of each woman that was like in the campaign and like a quote like saying like what female power was to them basically. I take it being a DJ mm -hmm. uh, and working in the, in, uh, the electronic music field has uh -huh. traditionally in Latin America been a male uh, male area. Uh -huh, exactly. Did you run into to problems trying to get in? Mm, uh, well, it was like it, it's funny because when I began like being into the electronic scene and everything, like I actually wasn't aware of that like kind of sexism that's still like there. Uh, and especially, yeah, in like Latin countries, like it's very present. Um, but I remember, like I always, like my my point of everything I, I made was like to prove my talent through music, and like that should be like the basis of determining if like the art is worthy of being like valued. So yeah, I remember like when I had like my first show, it was even a festival, and we were like. 40 DJs and I was the only woman and when we had like the meeting like of the DJs and everything like I remember like nobody had looked at me like so bad as those men like looked at me it was like a piece of trash like just came into the room but it was like I'm not going like these men like tear me down like they don't even know me they don't know like what I make so I'm just gonna go ahead and like play my show and I decided, like, besides DJing, like, to play guitar solos and to sing while I was DJing. And I remember when I came down from stage, like, all the men were like, oh, like, we're crazy. And it was like, it worked because, like, they had, like, this kind of, like, already, like, judgmental, like, position, like, in front of me, which is basically, like, a stereotype, I think, like, that makes people believe, like, oh, if women are DJs, they don't have talent. But then it's like, yeah, we have talent. Like, we have talent to do whatever we want to make as well. So, uh huh. Women can do anything men can do, plus they can have babies. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me remind our listeners that uh, uh, we're talking with the Colombian born master of electronic pop, multiple languages and instruments, Ali Stone, and she's a really nice person. This interview was recorded earlier, so don't call in. But we do have some email questions sent in earlier, and I'm going to read those email questions. Okay, okay these are from your fans around the country. Racine from New York City wants to know, what's your favorite musical instrument? Oh, that's hard, because I, I have kind of like this dual love for piano and guitar, because it's so, like they show so different sides of me, like with classical piano, it's kind of like the sweet, like delicate side of me. But then, like, with the guitar, I play, like, all the metal and, like, rock, so it's, like, that super dark. Like, it's kind of having, like, the light and the dark, like, in one place. So, yeah, those two. Roberto from Los Angeles wants to know, what equipment do you use on stage? 
Um, well, it usually varies, like depending on like the size of like my show, which is uh, like a one-girl band show. But I usually have, um, as far as like the DJ setup, I usually have, or a computer setup with Ableton, um, or a Pioneer CDJ setup, or a native instrument control setup. And then for the instruments, I usually use my Gibson guitar. I usually have a Les Paul Studio or an SD, which I love both, which, which, because they're like super rock sounding. Um, I use a Line 6 pedal board. I use uh, the V drum, the Roland V drum. And I also use the Roland synth, like maybe the JBX1 or the Jupiter. And I also have a Gibson bass, like when I have like the full thing. I have all of that, and yeah, and then like the vocals, like the mics for the vocals, and that's it basically. Sounds like when you play a, a, a venue, you've got to roll up with a truck and exactly. have people help you move all yeah. the equipment out. Exactly, yeah, that's like when I get to play like the whole thing. Um, but yeah, like when it's like like a tinier setup, it's usually like the like does a DJ setup. Well, I hope that you have lots of people help you unload it. Yeah, I know. Right? Okay. Um, Selena from Tampa wants to know, when are you going to tour again and where will you be? Well, I'm actually, um, I'm heading back to Colombia in September because I'm having two shows and I'm also having a congress of women in business, which I'm going to be speaking. Uh, but then my plan is to begin touring like next year and especially because I'll be releasing new material, a new EP, new album as well. This, uh, this year I'll be releasing a new single as well, but it's going to be also linked like to other new releases I'll be having with other artists. So yeah, like the touring will be like mostly like for next year. Maria Elena wants to know, will you put t-shirts on your page? I want a t-shirt with your symbol. Oh, okay, yeah, like the t-shirt, like with my logo? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah, like, I, I actually have, like, I've been making, like, all the merch and everything, like, with, I don't know, like, snapbacks, like, with my logo, and I designed it, so it's, like, really cool, like, to be able, like, to put it, like, into clothing and everything. But, yeah, and I actually had some t-shirts that I sold before, um, like, back in Colombia, but I gotta make new ones, like, with the logo and everything. When you do, I'll buy one. Oh, well, okay. no, for sure. <laughs> Regina from Austin. Uh, <laughs> Regina from Austin says you need to create a clothing line that looks like the clothes you wear on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of actually like my dream. Like to, like eventually, like when you see that artist like begin like to create like a clothing line or like perfumes or whatever, like I want to make that. Because I know like what I wear is like so these things and like different like from everything that's out there so it would be like nice for people like to have kind of like this jacket even like or I don't know like this jewelry because I also love jewelry so yeah like to make it like kind of like they can be alley toned in that way. Well, when you do I'll buy one for my daughter. Awesome. <laughs> uh, who's your age? Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, Polly in San Francisco wants to know your story videos are so good, do you also act on television and in movies? No, I actually, I haven't acted before. I, I used to act back in high school when I was in musical theater and everything, but it was like a different, yeah, <laughs> yeah a different thing. Um, but hopefully, like, I think I would be like super open to acting. 
especially I really enjoy like comedy. I don't know. I really like comedy, but I love watching horror movies. So it's like like acting comedy. I'm I'm just super happy always. But then like watching horror movies, yeah. I should ask you, what's your favorite movie? Oh, it's hard. I have many favorite movies, but um, one movie that I really like is When Harry Met Sally. I remember I watched it like back in high school for my cinematography class, and it was so good. Um, I also like in comedy. I really like Bridesmaids. Like I just laugh every time I watch it. It's like it's so so good. And Kristen Wiig, I love her. And in horror movies, I love like all the movies like from The Conjuring, Insidious, like everything that James Wan has made. Like I love it. Okay. Well, you're in the right town for acting. So yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh -huh. All right. Maybe I'll see you on either the bigger or awesome. the small yeah. screen. All right. Hopefully. Um, well. Something else that stands out mm -hmm. is your ability to pick up languages and instruments uh -huh. and, and really make them yours. Thank uh, you. How do you do that? Uh, is your brain just wired to learn anything you want to, um, whether it's French or drums? Uh -huh. I think I'm just like very disciplined. Like I've always been like very disciplined since a young age, and like kind of a perfectionist too, like within myself, so like if I'm trying like to learn something, like I won't get up like from the chair until I get to do like what I want to do, so it's like I have like this kind of like, I put myself like goals, and it's like I gotta reach like this and this, so even like when I've been learning like instruments or like like stuff, like I've always been like super nerdy too and like a geek, but I feel like it's positive like to be a geek because you're really like passionate about learning and like that really drives like the determination of like spending like the time on learning something and like on really like acquiring like the full like knowledge of yeah either like playing the drums or like speaking a language or like whatever you want to make so I think it's yeah, positive thing, like having like that kind of perfectionism, because it really drives me into getting super involved and like super devoted into what I want to learn and into what I want to like make in life. Wish I could do that. That <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a song of yours that really pulls together your playing and your producing and your singing and your writing and uh -huh. uh, it's dark feelings. And I, oh, let's yeah. play a little of dark feelings now.
Did you produce that? Yeah, I produced it. Okay. Yeah, all my songs I, I produced, engineered, like everything. Sorry. <laughs> you blow me away. <laughs> I hate people like you. They can do everything. <laughs> right. no, I love people like you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when you produce a song like that, uh-huh. uh, and that song's kind of unique, and uh-huh. it, it, it's almost classic in, in uh-huh. some ways, uh, is it hard to get the balance right between the, the, the music and the powerful emotions without losing that tempo? Yeah, I, I think it's all a matter of like dynamics and like having like the balance, like the, the right balance like between yeah, like uh, the tempo and like, for example, the melodies are, that the synths are playing and like the effects, uh, filters, like even the vocal effects, like everything because it's kind of creating an atmosphere like for the main thing. And yeah, and like what you were mentioning, like Dark Feelings has a very like classical like background to it, especially like in the drop, like the lead synth that I was playing, like it came actually like I was playing piano and like playing melodies and it was like, oh, that sounds like really nice in that and like I'm going to use it for that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel it's all a matter of like balancing and like having the right balance and like, um, yeah, kind of feeling like it's steady, like into terms of dynamics, like to know, okay, everything sounds in the right place and it sounds clean too. Like I like things that that sounds like very clean. And you know, I listened to that. Everyone in the studio listened to that many, many times, and we stopped it and went back and listened again. Uh-huh. And we were really amazed at how well you were able to pull that balance off. Oh, thank you. That's not an easy thing to thank do. You. Um, I also watched a lot of videos of you drumming. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you're kind of volcanic. You remind me of Veronica Bellino when she plays the Halo Circus or uh-huh. her back. Um, and in looking at your face when you drum, it looks like you really love to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I'm, like when I'm always playing like any instrument, it's so funny to see like the faces I make because, yeah, for example, with drums, like I feel I'm just feeling the power like of the drumsticks and hitting it like in my face. But then, yeah, like when I'm playing guitar, like I'm super into it and I'm kind of like making a phase of like being 100% like concentrated like into the solos I'm playing so yeah I feel like it's also a translation like of the feeling I'm getting like from the instrument like into my facial expression. Well it shows. It, it oh, looks like you're you. really satisfied yeah, with exactly. doing that. Uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, I do want to get in one more song but also one more question. You live in LA now. Yeah. Uh, what brought you to LA, and has LA changed your music at all? Yeah, well, I actually like I had like this kind of idea of like coming to LA like for this year, like especially after last year that I was touring with Justin Bieber and like playing also like in Europe for a summer tour. It was like okay, like I kind of like already accomplished this, but I want to reach like the next level, and I felt like okay, getting maybe like to LA will be that next level. And then this year, Roland, um, who are my endorsers, they invited me to the NAMM show and they told me, like, we're bringing you here and it was like, this is the right moment, like, to move to LA. Like, they're bringing me here, so it's the time, like, to look for an apartment and everything. And I really feel like it was the right choice because, like, since I got here, like, so many more opportunities have opened for me, like, even, like, from connecting with people from peers of the industry, um, from getting new jobs of production for other artists such as, for example, Alan Walker, I made a song for him, and recently uh, a DJ named Alok, I also made a song for him, 
and even like Latin acts, for example, for Prince Royce, for um, Sofia Reyes. And I also feel like that way, like that has kind of like evolved my sound as well because it has allowed me like to really play and expand like the sounds I had inside, but that I wouldn't use like for myself, like to use it, like, to use them like for other people. And like listening like to everything that LA has to offer, and especially like the huge like diversity that there's in LA, and like having yeah like Asian things, but then also like a lot of Latin things, and like yeah like even from Russia, Armenia, like it's so cool like to get into that. So I feel like that really nurtured like my way of seeing my own music, and I feel that that even like my new single that will be coming out like in around a month has that kind of like new LA vibe to it, so yeah, Yay. people will notice. <laughs> Yay, because it's my hometown, I love uh-huh. to hear people say things like that. Well, we've got time for one more song, awesome. I'm going to play uh, Sexto Sentido. Awesome.
Hector Sentino, do you have a sixth sense? Yeah, I think we all have it. It's a matter of developing it. And yeah, I feel mine is more musical, so that's why that's the name. <laughs> okay. Well, we are pretty much out of time, but I do have one last question. Aside from the Grammy that I know you're going to be presented with someday, do uh, you have any interesting things coming up, any new challenges, any things in your back pocket you want to take on, something different? Um, well, I actually have a new projects, especially um, like making music for film, for TV. Um, I recently made a song for Nickelodeon, so that's really exciting for a new TV series. Um, I also have a new project, new releases. Uh, one of them is going to be on Spinning Records, which is a very famous label in electronic music. It's like the most important one. And that's going to be next month. So yeah, it's going to be like super exciting. And I also have a couple of stuff coming that I can't mention yet, but you're going to know. It's really, really big and like with artists that I really admire, it's going to be in Nashville. So, yeah, I'm super excited for you guys to know about it. So, yeah, stay tuned because I can say it right now, but <laughs> eventually you'll know. I'm looking forward to that, particularly <laughs> one with Nashville. That's yeah. going to be very interesting. Yeah, okay. exactly. Well, like I say, when that happens, please let us know and we'll come and talk thank about you. it here on Music awesome. Friday Live. In the meantime, thank you so much for taking the time out this morning. I know you're a busy girl and we really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed it. It was the best time spent ever. And that was our interview with Allie Stone, recorded at the Civic Center Studios in Los Angeles, California. Again, sorry about the air conditioning sound there at the end. And incidentally, the song we played from the Sexto Sentido EP was Oculto. And you can find that song at AllieStoneMusic.com or on Spotify. You can uh, download or listen to the whole album. You really should. They're all great songs. We'll be posting an edit edited version of the video interview on Music Friday's YouTube channel. You can find it under my name, Patrick O'Heffernan, or just navigate to YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Music Friday videos, and you'll find lots of videos there of kind of behind-the-scenes music and other performances here in the Los Angeles area. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates here in, in the United Kingdom. Listen to our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guest. Music Friday Live is produced by Music Friday Live and Fairness Radio LLC. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to talk with Nova Lima and also Matt Legrand, and, and we may have a surprise stop by with Mitre, who will bring his soaring new song, El Cajelion de Beso, The Alley of Kisses. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guests. Good night, everybody, and have a great musical weekend.